0: Welcome to On The Couch, with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 69, for the 29th of February, 2008. Hey there James. Hi Ian, how's it going? It's going well, considering that that, uh, we are now on the couch, 69th time.
1: Well hey. (laughs) <laughs> don't get any ideas in um well that's amazing isn't it Count on the couch podcast indeed and we've been on itunes now since episode 18 that's right something like that very very good and uh so not quite a milestone we'll look forward to the big 100 maybe uh that right. should happen sometime this year, year. <laughs> maybe take it or leave it anyway we're here to talk about the standard sort of mix of What's on? What's happening around the the world in the world of entertainment yes, and yeah. technology, with a bit of a focus on sort of television and content, mobile, gaming, and sort of other kind of stuff. That's right. Uh, what's going on?
0: Well, we're seeing that uh, last week we were looking at how Sky B uh, was uh, has been told to reduce their stake in ITV in the UK. Mm,
1: divest, they they must.
0: Indeed, they want to. They've been told to reduce their seventeen point nine percent stake down to seven point five percent, which was to
1: stop uh, the rival in the cable business in the UK, Virgin Media, previously known as NTL, um, to uh, stop them
0: getting hold of ITV in the first yeah. place. That was the strategy. Uh, now, since then, interestingly enough, ITV's shares have plummeted. So, was, <laughs> uh, beast got beast to some extent as well.
1: Indeed, well, a lot of shares. Have- well,
0: But in this case, if BCIB does actually sell ITB now, they'll make a loss of some several hundred million pounds. Mm. So obviously they're protesting that. Uh, and Divergent have jumped in as well and said they're protesting as well, just for fun. Uh, but they're saying that uh, they should divest
1: 100%. I didn't realise state. they only were supposed to get rid of some of it. It was because they had a, sort of a... Contr- was it the largest single shareholder, something yeah, like so that? Yeah, so there's a the largest
0: the- single shareholder at the moment, bringing them down to 7.5, uh, I think makes makes sure that they are not in any sort mm. of controlling sense. Like they couldn't um, bypass anything the company wanted to do by voting against it. They wanted
1: to get rid of the whole lot. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, and again, I also heard uh, that maybe Google eclipsed ITV in the ad mm. revenue. Mm. Um, so ITV, which is the
0: biggest commercial broadcaster in the UK. And now looks to be second to Google in terms of advertising dollars.
1: Yes, yeah, which is a big, a big turn off the books. So maybe we'll cover a bit of that later on, about you know, maybe the advertising world is changing Indeed. generally. So, Indeed. Um, look at that. Um, Okie dokie. Uh, technology stuff. You had a, a wacky kind of thing about the progress of LCDs versus CRTs, and that now is the global shipments of LCD televisions is uh, bigger. Indeed, for the first time, and I'm really surprised at this, this is
0: for the first time, global LCD sales have overtaken those of CRTs based on the cathode ray tube. And now we're seeing LCD TVs accounted for 47% of all sets sales during, sold during the fourth quarter of 2007. Mm. CRTs still ranked in 46% during that period.
1: I mean, you, you might find it sound a bit surprising, but I remember you know, up until a few years ago, I remember being in India and still mm-hmm. the majority of sales were black and white. Really? Okay. <laughs> so <Is> there... <laughs> you know, just th- th- maybe uh, there are parts of the world that they're still buying black and white CRTs. Well, I mean, so.
0: I mean, I was I was having this discussion with uh, one of the guys in the office. Mm. I don't know if you've seen this thing about the the black Google.
1: Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, black all
0: black Yeah, if, if Google didn't have a white homepage but had a black homepage, so it's my
1: it is my homepage. <laughs> Allegedly, black all. You can download the plugin to <laughs> Firefox <laughs> to make black all okay. your default uh, browser.
0: Uh, allegedly, the world would be, you know, consuming less power because there'd be less bright pixels on the planet. Indeed. Uh, and uh, my argument was, well, you know, no one uses CRTs anymore. We'll just look around. We look around the office, and everything was LCDs. Uh, therefore, there's going to be no difference. Uh, but uh, clearly, there's still plenty of
1: CRTs. Well, it, the but planet. then that, I mean. Obviously, I'm on a bit of a power thing here. I mean, there are good LCDs and bad LCDs as well. Like power you can reduction, have. not
0: power, you know, uh, well, power.
1: It's more, I mean, an LCD is still... You have to shine a light through the thing. Yeah, but I mean, the so, light's
0: there whether the pixel's black, white,
1: green, or uh, Not right? necessarily, because you can have modulated backlights on oh. LCDs, so you can change the intensity of the backlight. Okay. And obviously, the extreme of that is an OLED, mm-hmm. which where the... Pixels themselves have the lights in, and and they're individually modulated. But some TVs, they modulate in bands, so you can actually switch various bits off based on the average brightness of the line. So So you um, think it would make a difference? uh, It's arguable, isn't it? Because, (laughs) I mean, everything, every little bit would make a difference, but Mm. um, not a great deal of difference. But, uh, yeah. So So change your page, search page, to blackle.com. I think it does tend to have a bit of a bias towards environmentally friendly search results as well so, it's <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so in my uh, limited experience but I mean that's cool I um, also heard that so I think Panasonic were ceasing to make plasmas smaller than 42 inches wow um, because LCDs, so LCDs are just are kicking up. their right. asses I guess right. yeah and uh, I guess the quality's up there as well maybe that's uh, the yields mm. of because I mean, plasma obviously came in before LCD large LCDs yes. so maybe you'd think they'd be a, a year or two ahead of uh, yes. being cost efficient on larger panels
0: yeah. but uh, I mean, I remember the first time I saw a plasma TV in a shop, and you know, it was a nice big size. It was but like it was, a moth to a lamp, was it? you like, oh, <laughs> it? A like, oh, big oh, it was telly. <laughs> but it was the it was like uh, the cost of it was about a year's salary, yeah, at the time, and it was like, oh my goodness, no one's ever going to be able to afford these things. It's like, uh, you know, if I was rich one day, I'd have you know, one of these two. <laughs> and now it's an aspirational
1: thing. Now you can get them in uh, Best Buy, little whatever, all over the place. Well, that's kind of interesting. The other news you had there was on. Um, Free to air satellite, and this is something we don't often talk about, but I guess it's part of digitization um, Indeed, and here we're seeing in
0: France, and this is the, uh, digi- the terrestrial free TV offer, TNT Sat, um, mm-hmm. which, as I understand, is a joint venture between SES, SA- Estra, and French pay TV group Canal Plus. Right. Uh, and uh, they're saying, you know, now we've deployed enough to actually make a fuss about it. Uh, so they've deployed three hundred and fifty thousand receivers. And it's a service for French TV viewers offering a whole range of terrestrial digital free TV channels over Astra satellites uh, with 100% of French coverage. But you
1: still need a smart card in your receiver.
0: Oh, really? That's interesting. Okay.
1: So obviously this is something maybe which is... There are other models I know in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the D-Smart have a similar model where you have to buy a um, you buy a box and if you have the smart card in, you get to watch yeah. certain services. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's not free-to-air. It's maybe free-to-view. So what's the strategy
0: here? Are they trying to get people onto a satellite system so they can upgrade them to I think they, there could services? be an
1: upgrade service or it could just simply be an advertising player. You've got people there mm. who, because you know, clearly it's a segment, they don't want to pay so much per month. They're willing to pay a one-time fee. Right. But once it's large enough and, right. and loyal enough, then you can say, I've got advertising uh, mm. eyeballs here. Mm. I was also reading there's some... Um, Mobile, I think it was a mobile SMS or TV-based service in the UK called Blick, B-L-Y-K, right, which yeah. was supposed to be ad-funded ad funded, um, mobile phone calls, I think. So you, if you listened, when you picked up the phone, you didn't have to pay, and it was pay-as-you-go, but listen to adverts before you make a call as you go. Oh, right, okay. Kind of um, so you don't want to be in a hurry. i just going to listen to it <laughs> Well, <laughs> exactly, and it's turned out that and they had a big sell to the, the advertising agency who said, yeah, fantastic, we'll come into this, but only about 20K people have taken it up. All right. So trust? they got
0: twenty thousand people.
1: Well, I guess you've. I don't know. I mean, I hadn't heard of it until I saw this news report about how it had been unsuccessful. But probably <laughs> right. you, know, you find a lot of these marketing on new mobile phone packages. Yeah. Got a, it's a lot of marketing costs.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And a if you're surviving on
1: advertising, you can't really spend a lot on advertising. So maybe they were they were relying on like you know, word of mouth, mouth stuff. And we well, a bit more mm-hmm. of that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens about that there. So. Um, other stuff in the news about uh, content delivery on on PVRs or DV—I don't know—you a DVR person or a PVR person?
0: I say, Personal video I say, recorder versus digital video recorder. PVR, yeah. Even though I actually prefer the term DVR, but you kind of once you hear it enough that. Yeah.
1: Or Sky Plus? Did you Sky Plus it <laughs> in the yeah. the common or TiVo it in the it, US or whatever? Yeah, it
0: doesn't really fluff the tongue, does it?
1: No, I, I guess record
0: not. is like the kind of best word.
1: So there's, yeah, there's a couple of stories here on there, and I th- I think this is quite interesting to compare and contrast kind of the u s market with mm. the u k market mm. to some extent where in the u s market um, Nielsen have started doing uh, ratings based on viewings on DVRs, which only happened it was about a year ago actually yeah. they started doing it, but yeah. they didn't really have the data uh, because everyone was saying dVR the DVR is killing advertising, yeah, whereas the data or stats in the u k would now where there's significant penetration. Of DVRs, I was reading that even in in Israel, the Yes satellite platform has got eighteen percent of their really, base much? has got wow. DVRs now. That's so there's a, a you know, but on. in the UK, it's similar, about twenty percent or something right. like that. So they're showing that people who use DVRs watch more TV and actually watch more ads or have the are exposed to the ads because again, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody really quite knows if anyone watches yeah. them particularly. Um, and I know you've got some stats you were talking to me earlier on before we started recording. Mm. So um, this
0: is uh, Nielsen's saying that. Uh, uh, the quote here is, consumers are increasingly making time-shifted viewing an important part of their overall television experience and are beginning to change traditional TV models. Now, uh, I know we were saying that as, you know, as, as kind mm. of industry people for many years, it'll change the way people actually view television. But now we're actually seeing the people that measure these things, as in from the other side of the fence, if you like. I agree. are saying, <laughs> <"Yeah>, <laughs> well, agreeing. Well, not agreeing there. They're bad. saying it,
1: the evidence suggests that's true. I mean, there's a yeah. few
0: f- fascinating numbers here. Uh, they've, they've broadly grouped people into three different categories. Uh, heavy shifters, medium shifters, and light shifters. Uh, heavy shifters are shifty prim- people. <laughs> right. uh, heavy shifters are primarily middle-income women, ages eighteen to forty-nine, who record and later watch nearly twenty-six hours of television. This is the funny bit. Or about half their TV viewing. They're watching fifty-two hours of television a week. Uh, males 18 to 34 are less likely to fall into this group. But isn't it interesting that...
1: Well, how, I mean, there's not enough time to watch TV. I mean, unless the males 18 to 34 are staying up in this wee small hours, because <laughs> the women are watching the whole time. <laughs> they don't right. get it got
0: the TV. Maybe they're watching it during the day. I don't yeah.
1: know. Uh, but they do
0: record... But it, it's interesting that it's women, middle-income and, middle and women under the age of 49, who are doing... 52 hours of television a week. And half of it's time shift. There you go. Uh, Medium-shifters watch somewhat more television... And about a third of their viewing is time shifted. Mm.
1: I know, kind of, certainly viewing habits. The, the thing I read about this uh, satellite operator in Israel is that they sound it was like 50% of people, first of all, when they turned on the service, looked on the disk to see if there's anything they wanted to watch yep. prior to looking alive. Yep.
0: Well, that's what I do. Yeah, so I mean, that's. See what's been recorded lately. Uh, and there's light shifters who only spend about 10% of their television time with time shifted programming, which mm. almost sounds to me like they you know, recorded something by mistake and watched it, you know. Why have a PBR and never actually use the...
1: People don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't know. I mean, I know my parents-in-law, you know, obviously getting on a bit, but they don't realize that they can pause TV. Oh, really? I mean, they've had it, and they've had a Sky Plus for like three (laughs) years or something, but I just, they don't, they're just not used to it. We're creatures of habit, so if you've never been able to pause TV, why should you suddenly be able to do it? Um, So that's That's quite interesting. The other story was about, um, I guess, in the States, a pushback on the PVR saying that people would like to uh, you could watch a video on demand was it video on demand it must have been video on demand but you couldn't fast forward through the ads yeah it's VOD but no. so server side I guess server side control you weren't allowed to fast forward so you could only I don't know whether you could fast forward any of it I guess you could fast forward yeah I
0: presume you can fast
1: forward can you rewind through the ads and see the ads backwards perhaps (laughs) once you stop and start going forward (laughs) again you're stuck exactly Mm. you speed bumped but I mean that's an interesting thing oh you know the DVR won't kill advertising And I suppose that's maybe where if your business model is built upon advertising and that's it, yeah. which it wouldn't be in local cable, you'd think, unless you're local cable. Let's
0: say having like a really cheap VOD or free VOD Mm. and you're forced to watch
1: ads, would you do that? It depends on how intrusive or how good they are, to be honest.
0: Yeah, well, let's say say it's normal ads from some TV show and you can, that's the thing, you know. We have that facility now, at least in the UK, where if you've recorded anything, on, anything that's been on television, mm. you can fast-forward the ads after the fact. So yeah. It has to be pretty good to be forced to watch yeah, the ads. Yeah, it has to be like premium movies or something. or mm. And maybe mm. they're charging more for this particular advertising that can't be fast-forwarded through. I mean, there must be a premium for the advertisers as well because people are forced well,
1: to. Well, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's a captive audience. But it's mm. like if you rent a DVD in the UK now, you get, often you get bumper ads or bumper promos. But
0: you remember well, sometimes
1: you do sometimes you don't I think it must depend on the distributor yeah, I remember
0: with VHS cassettes you used to get ads yeah. all the time
1: but you could fast forward to those whereas many times on um, DVD you can't yeah DVD is stuck with it so. sometimes I mean it depends on yeah, the, the way they've coded sure. it um, I, I was also thinking actually I saw some other snippet of news about the um, you know the Play TV from on the PS3 we talked about that I think last week yep, about this, you can this plug-in in thing you apparently it. you can just shift the media once you've recorded it just onto your memory stick or onto your hard drive you can move it around Wow, and that's cool. No problems there. So, um, but obviously we don't know when that's going to be released. But there'll the, be uh, like,
0: the, uh, the comments from the Sony guys, which was really ironic mm. coming from them saying, "Hey, we can you can record it and move it around, and we just trust that you do the right thing." Mm. So it's a bit different for Sony. <laughs>
1: yes, unless they're on the PSP. But we should talk about that later. <laughs> um, okay. Um, now the the um, long term evolution. In the mobile section, so Long-term should... evolution is the name um, given to, like, after 3G, you have LTE.
0: Yes, which I think is unfortunate. I don't is know. Maybe like they got bored light of, light of these Gs. They had 2G, half yeah. g 3G,
1: again. LTE. Well, I mean, long-term I evolution.
0: 4G is kind of the, uh, the, the umbrella name for everything better than 3G, which includes WiMAX and... Mm. Uh, uh, LTE. ultra mobile
1: broadband or UMB
0: well, so I think actually that's wrong I think UMB is different I think UMB is like very localized you and your laptop plus some device within 10 meters or so getting mm. high bandwidth but,
1: but there's so much legacy kit now isn't there I mean oh, that's one well, of the it's, concerns it's, here I mean you've got to if you deploy I mean when it's going to be a long time before someone end of life's GSM well yeah UG, absolutely you
0: know we're calling it 2.5G in some cases
1: which is edge but, but yeah. that's related to data traffic for voice True GSM protocols. I think
0: oh, it's there forever. Let's, let's face well, it, it's pretty uh,
1: pretty much. I mean, and, until uh, I mean, I don't know. Lt is going to give you more data bandwidth, but it's not going to give you better voice.
0: No, exactly. I mean, so, I mean, even three G. I mean, there's there's at least three networks in the UK that rolled out three G networks, and they must have spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds rolling out these networks.
1: The, well, the billions on the license alone, and the license, yeah, yeah the yeah. spectrum as well. So, And they're not uh, even charging you for your data on your 3G stuff. That's right. <laughs> so, how are they going to make any money out of going
0: to 4G? Like,
1: Have you managed to download any movies yet using your phone as a modem? Uh,
0: well, I did some experiments by actually downloading content on the mobile phone. It does actually uh, take money off your pays you go account if you buy content on from the phone. From their
1: mobile portal or yep. whatever. Yeah. But
0: uh, I think this is the week where I need to see if I can max it out. <laughs> and, uh, it actually was surprisingly handy because uh, there was a point yesterday when our uh, internet access at work here died Mm -hmm. and so and i I needed to get some documents downloaded quickly and Mm -hmm. plugged in my 3d mobile phone and off i went and i had access and everyone was going how are you doing that i go (laughs) look at my my skype my my girly pink (laughs) skype phone yeah (laughs) it's blue
1: yes (laughs) was it blue i can't remember it's blue it's It's blue it's uh, it's like a stinky blue
0: Anyway, so back to 4G. So you were
1: fine until the battery ran out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's powered off USB, so it's oh, right. all good. Yeah.
1: No worries. Very good. Um, so um, this is all about a bit of a, a, a bun fight, really, isn't it? About who's going to have the next, uh, next mobile standard.
0: Yeah, and LTE, the LTE guys are saying it's all us. And uh, they've got a fair amount of support, like Australia's Telstra are looking to They're a small operator. A small operator. They're one of the biggest operators physically in the world. Yes, uh, <laughs> they must buy a lot of kit, I suppose. So I reckon they're moving to LTE from three G. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, China Mobile are going to do trials of LTE. Uh, Alcatel-Lucent uh, have announced creation of joint venture with NEC to develop. Ericsson's LTE. doing some stuff. Ericsson's doing stuff. Uh, I think the. I, I guess if you're a,
1: in the infrastructure business, basically mm-hmm. you've you've probably sold. It must be maturing in the infrastructure business for three G. Yes. So unless you bring on the yes. next standard what well, are you going to
0: sell you, once you sell, sell to operators there's, there's no one else to sell to you know like, yeah, the it's so only so, new, so big exactly. um, but I think the funny bit here is where uh, where was it let's edit this bit out as right, Intel sorry. suggests 3G
1: operators will not be able to upload software and expect their networks to function at warp speed
0: no that's right okay
1: hmm that sounds quite good warp speed um, but oh, 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 Vodafone so it's still just it's a bit of a bun fight as to which standard they're going to go mm. for um, uh, I think it's
0: funny that uh one of the uh providers of all this infrastructure has just announced that they've actually conducted the first actual telephone call across four G. Guys like guys, that's a good first step, but <laughs> you need to need to do better than that.
1: but <laughs> so there's two handsets. Um, right, so that's quite um, interesting. Three, but I mean I, I guess from a consumer a perspective, four G has gotta be well, you know, several th- years away.
0: Well yeah, and three G is still pretty awful. Like, you know, the the bandwidth uh, you can get 1.5 in some places, 3.6, 7.2 maybe. Uh, Mega- can, megabits or kilobits? <laughs> megabits, but only just. Uh, you can get 7.2 megabits in about half a dozen postcodes in the centre of London. Every, I mean, this is the three that I'm picking mm. up here. Uh, elsewhere, you can get 3.6, but mostly it drops down to
1: 1.2. Is that because um, everyone else is using it?
0: Uh, that's per cell, so if there's lots of oh, people right. using it, then you kind of... I mean, that's why they obviously focused it in... Okay. Know, areas in the city where there's so how do you know anything? that oh can you tell on the
1: device on your phone if you've got a fast connection or not? no no you can't you have to actually there was actually an article on the
0: on a website where uh they had gone and asked the operator where exactly you can get this advertised 7.2 megabits from
1: which is obviously kind of that's the that's the pie, actually and what's the usable rate with all the overheads of the
0: exactly it's not gonna be very, PG, very much,
1: not humongous but i guess um it is useful to some people, certainly in the US with the EVDO network, H- HSDPA and HSUPA, um, which is right, one's the high speed up and down, right, and right. one's just down. It's um, all pretty exciting. Um, anyway, we'll sort of watch and wait to see uh, how the uh, the race to get the next 4G technology Indeed. happens. So, moving on to gaming, um, as we mentioned last week, there didn't seem to be a lot of gaming news out of the gamer development conference no over in san francisco we've we've got a little summaries a few things have filtered out um obviously the big thing generally at the moment has been about user interaction with uh Indeed. With games uh obviously spurred on by the Wiimote. there was a guy here from a company called high tech e-y-e-t-e-c who was doing some kind of game where you just look at things and mm. explode mm.
0: and uh, the the uh, article talks about how uh there was some device that focused a camera on his eyes, locked onto his, onto his pupils, and then started playing a very simple game where I'm supposed to shoot down UFOs by looking at them. By looking at them. So he's, then he yeah. just started focusing on these UFOs, and suddenly I'm shooting them down left or right with almost no effort. I guess it was a bit too easy. <laughs> That's right. <But> I guess <laughs> so it, what would you use it for? Kind of I guess for that, you know you could targeting or something
1: like that. I mean, I know I've been playing a bit of um, Call of Duty Four or something, mm. and it's actually quite intense um there's been a bit of research on gaming at the moment where when you get shot in a first-person shooter you actually kind of relax a bit because because the action <laughs> yeah. is like oh thank no goodness for that i can relax now because here it is like full-on war going on, on the screen well, yeah, and, also, but I'm, I'm and you have to another like another work out where where is everyone
0: <laughs> but i've also got another theory about that which is when you actually get killed you know someone's yeah. obviously someone's shot you right yeah and so there's a kind of i think there's a slight feeling of uh being impressed with someone that's actually got you, like the fact that, oh wow.
1: That's- well, this is if it's a person, but if it's a, I mean, the trouble I'm having in these like you're, massively you're complicated <laughs> environments is where <laughs> is the guy that's shooting me? <laughs> Which I guess is in the real life, it would be a similar thing. Is like, I don't, and the only feedback you get is when you get shot. And <laughs> you right. think, well, where uh, did that uh, come straight. from? Yeah. You know, and you're not quite sure. So you have to look around or put your night scope on and look it's for the a, muzzle flashes the, and
0: stuff. Uh, on the, one of the most recent updates to Counter Strike, before I got bored of it, mm. uh, you can actually see the like a kind of the, the head tracer or something. Yeah. that sort of showed where they shot you from so he kind of when you're dead you kind of float around you can kind of see where they okay went. for the oh, next time around. Cool. it's a good idea because
1: mm. I I mean I'm playing now Call of Duty on a sort of harder level uh-huh. um, because my disc got erased and in order to play <laughs> online you have to complete the game oh, right. so I'm playing on sort of slightly harder and it is pretty hard um, nice. other stuff is more kind of rather than you interacting with the game is the game interacting with you which is mm. this uh, AMBX which is a spin-off from Philips um, using coloured lights and basically some of you you may have seen his TVs with the mm. light bands mm. around the mm. edge. It's similar technology but for right. games. Right. And they were had a big display on a GDC about how you nice. can uh, and I've had a demo of this. I think we mm. talked about it on a podcast yeah. yesteryear. Um exciting things coming out for them for the really the gamer fan who wants to get literally mm. the fans blowing in your face and all these <laughs> other things. The real um, interaction. And I, I also heard that they've got a add-on for rock band which is a smoke machine and uh, a sound to, and, a, and a flashing you know sound to light kit as well <laughs> so if you're really going to get serious okay. with rock but i mean again these peripherals aren't cheap mm, and they're no, saying here no, no. the pc the minimum pc setup is like 400 dollars mm. um you mm. get things you know probably a flashing lights and a few fans or something but certainly it it sounds a bit cheesy but when it's done well yeah it's it's, it's like um face. like a good Good symphony orchestra plays music and it all blends together well or you mm. could have just some um, people just smacking that around in there yeah, busking mm. um a few other things going on there um there's a little thing here i quite like about the playstation Eye, mm. where you can use the playstation Eye to draw things and then take those things How out well, I guess it does some you can't kind of draw in the air or shape recognition, or right. it says it says uh, you just point the camera at a, like a thing you draw. Oh, a, right, at a bit of. paper. You could draw a maze coat. on a piece of paper. Right, right. right point the it, camera at it and then bring that into the game, and itself. then say that's the maze we're going to play through and run out of. Wow, that's know. cool. Um, I, I I must say I haven't used my iToy. <laughs> <laughs> I think but there's yet. only
0: one game. There the is, game which isn't. is some lame Board thing like thing. top thing.
1: trumps or something with the cards yeah. or battle chess. I don't know,
0: but I'm not really looking forward to seeing you know you putting your own head in the game and. Stuff. Yeah, well, I, I guess that'll happen, but I mean, not quite yet. Well, um, at least using that camera as a way of interacting by using it a hand, yes. Yeah, the haptic stuff,
1: there was people doing some haptic stuff, I think, yeah. um, around there. Also, sound seven point one sound, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I don't know how many speakers have I got at home. I've got six point one. Where do you put the other one? It must be above you. It must be an above really above speaker.
0: No, no, there is there is like two front, two middle, two rear, one center. Oh no, no there's a centre
1: rear, centre front, front right and left, back right and left surround. And that's left, the, surround, one, and the, there's, that's, that's the point one. So yeah. I'm guessing the 7 must be one on top.
0: No, no, no. It'll be 1, 2, 0, 5, 6 would be the centre one, and point one would be the low frequency effects one.
1: So that's 6. I've got 6.1 now. I'm saying 7.1. Where is the 7 speaker? It's got to be above you, I'm thinking.
0: Right, okay. Maybe
1: so. I don't, where, where is the 7th speaker? Someone must so, know. Uh, Help you us. You're listening. Help us. <laughs> Tell um, us what it all means. And just another quick gaming news here. I picked up on, um, probably loads of people know already, but I'm a dumbass. I didn't know. Mm. Is to hack the PSP now to run your own firmware or any right. any application from memory stick as opposed to the UMDs. Right. Apparently there's this battery, battery kit you can get. Mm. Only about £10, $15, something like that. Put your PSP battery into it, and it puts the battery into like a dev mode or something. Then you put it back into your PSP. Really? And then your PSP will then run games from memory oh, stick whoa,
0: that's fantastic that's so, a whole lot easier than this whole firmware downgrade upgrade yeah but it's and apparently
1: stuff. then you just you put it back in the thing and it turns back into a normal one and you can play run wow. stuff off umd's because okay, so, cool, um,
0: batteries these days are smart you know they they know yeah. how many times they've been charged and, it's a
1: novel way of kind of thinking maybe they thought we'll we'll sell a dev battery but in reality it's just doing some when it because yeah, my batteries we'll are I, I got a new battery. Yeah, you so. had a
0: big, fat battery. That it's the same size
1: bag. now, because that, okay. di- that one died. And, oh, I got a, no. and I bought another one, which is the same size as the regular battery, but goes in. So it's still ah, double, the, okay. double the power or whatever. So oh, that's, wow. if anyone's used one of those, do let us know. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Yep, please do. Um, we've had a bit of feedback from um, Rob. He's one um, of our ardent yeah. listeners. Indeed. Um, and he made a number of comments about the last show, uh, Space Tug. Uh, one which I thought was quite interesting was about uh, internet and advertising that the big money in advertising is is less important because the internet allows individuals to talk to each other. So the word of mouth yeah. thing and the fact yeah. that it's a the the direct and targeted advertising is mm. is pretty crucial. And I think that's important and maybe why we talked to her on today about Google eclipsing um, yeah. advertising spend because I mean mass market advertising, the days of you can make any old rubbish and just make an advert, sell it and people will go like zombies and buy it, or must buy mm. this or mm. on the television mm. Um, now you're more likely to buy something through personal recommendation or yeah. you'll search for it on the internet you're, after you're yeah. looking for it on the internet and yeah. bang the ad will pop up why don't you have one of these yeah. Google AdSense so I think there's very much that um, things are changing and then the loyalty you'll go back to if it was a good experience you'll go back mm-hmm. as opposed to oh which washing powder should I use I must use <laughs> the one that they told me to use on the television it really is yeah you're of, right
0: it, it is much more personalised and much more mm. targeted and,
1: and I think and, the world's um, changing in that way yeah I read a good book about, by Seth Godin who used to, I think he was worked at uh, Yahoo in the early days or something, mm-hmm. "Meeball Sunday, which is all about changing how you, know, you can't still advertise things traditionally in the same yeah. way because yeah. people, in fact, the, the mass market stuff is going away. People tend to be either bottom of the market or top of the market mm-hmm. and you, you can't afford to do mass media marketing. Mm-hmm. You need to do targeted advertising together. So quite a challenge to reach the people.
0: And, you know, I mean, adverts on commercial television have always been kind of like a scattergun approach. Like, yeah. let's just hit as many as people pl- as possible and hopefully some of them will be the sort of people that are interested
1: in buying a bed at the moment, which
0: is why we're, yeah. at the, you know... Uh, but, uh, no, but if you you're
1: can, watching something you've recorded on your PVR and it's getting to be midnight, mm-hmm. why not stick a bed advert in there? Because you might be thinking about bedtime. <laughs> if you or could just swap them around. Pizza or but yeah. And I think that that's coming. Yeah, um,
0: I mean, if we get to the point where the ads on PVRs keep... Keep yeah, if up it's with a weekend world, night, pizza and beer.
1: That's if it's exactly a week right. night,
0: bed. <laughs> that's right. See, I mean, having those sort of changing ads yeah. would actually make you more likely to watch ads, even
1: more so because because you'd be saying, "What's it going to show me now? Gonna you now?" I what is
0: going to. Does my TiVo
1: think I'm sleepy? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you can see <say. laughs> right. based on the ads. Cool. Well, I think that's about all we've got time for this week. Yes, indeed. So that's the end of sixty-nine. Indeed. How got, was it for you?
0: Uh, is it right? Sixty-nine. Is pretty good on the couch. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay so that's about all from me too we look forward to getting you the listener back in episode number 70 Indeed. okay so goodbye from me James and bye from and cheers now bye